Welcome back to the Fad Dads. Today, Nathaniel and I continue our conversation on the Batman. This is our spoiler segment, so if you haven't seen the Batman yet, go and see it right now because we are about to ruin it for all and the Normally, we've been, we typically we do our review segment at the end of it to yeah. sort of balance out what we're going to say. But I, at least I know at this point, you and I are going to have some differing opinions. That's right. And I kind of want to go with the reviews up front to kind of preface this conversation. Okay. And then we're going to kind of talk against the reviews, whether we kind of agree or disagree. And okay. most of the time, I try to find uh, reviews from, you know, Joe Schmo or Jane Doe mm-hmm. uh, and get. You know what? What the people are saying, because that's that's who I feel like we're uh-huh. talking to right now. Is the yes, you, know, you are a viewer, completely average. You're you right. are Joe Schmo. No, <laughs> you're, you're you're just like us. You're just trying to make make sense in the media yeah. versus you know sitting in your in your lofty t- lofty towers, you know, writing um, elaborate prose right. about movie casting judgment on <laughs> writing and directing. Okay. Um, so I went to Rotten Tomatoes and picked out some of the of the reviews. And just try to get some snippets of what mm-hmm. they're saying. So Matt Conway, he writes uh, for Battle Royale with Cheese. He says, quote, the Batman sets the bar for the crowded superhero genre, excuse me, the crowded superhero subgenre in a bold, refreshing, Artur-driven manner. Uh, the, the, the bold, the crowd. Sorry, can you repeat that again? Yeah, the, it, the Batman sets the bar for the crowded superhero subgenre. In a bold, refreshing Artur driven manner. I want to come back to that word Artur later. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, then we have Brett McCracken from the Gospel Coalition, which I think is hilarious that <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes includes the uh, quotes from the Gospel Coalition on their website. But okay, all right. So, Brett says, quote, it might be the best reboot I've seen, end quote. All right. Well, fair enough. Okay. And George Clark says, uh, uh, also from the Battle Royale with Cheese. So they have multiple reviewers. Um, quote, the Batman isn't just one of the best Batman films. It's also one of the best comic book films to date. Okay, I could... Uh, see, I think these are all fair reviews okay. so far. Uh, did, fair. Just hang with me. Okay? Here's <laughs> James Luxford, City AM. Quote, the Batman is all the fun you've been hoping for. Choosing to be gritty and real, just as Marvel zooms off into the multiverse, was a smart choice and provides a crowd-pleasing first chapter to a new franchise. Okay, fair enough. Okay. T- Tony Black from Veiled Critics says, quote, The Batman is the triumph we've hoped for, and the DC movie desperately, and the film DC has desperately been in need for for a long time. Um, five out of five. I Okay, yep. Okay. Okay. And then finally, <laughs> Susan Kamyab from... Uh, Irving Television says, quote, rarely do I use the word perfect, but I wouldn't change a thing about the Batman. It's a, it's an absolute must see more than once. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That one, that one I would disagree with, but see every other one of those reviews, I could see how they felt like that for sure. Right. I I think with those, I could be like, okay, I I disagree with you, but I totally get it. That last one, not so much. (laughs) My point in bringing these reviews is that I I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and there were definitely a lot of people who were kind of in the middle, like very very positive, but not... What's a good score? 
Uh, it scored like 83%. Okay. But that means that's just more people were positive than negative. the negative. Right. Okay. But there's um, a spectrum between positive and glowing, right? If it's, excuse me, if a movie scores three out of five, mm-hmm. it's like a positive review. Yeah. That's very different between a movie that gets four and a half out of five or five stars out of five, right? Right. Um, and so a lot of movies are going to end up in that middle, a lot of reviews. But this is definitely some of the hype that was coming out of the critics' mouths. And I feel like overwhelmingly he's come out of, if you watch YouTube reviews, this is what they're saying. No, bold new course for Batman. This sets the standard for superhero movies. You know, the best reboot ever. This is the kind of language that's being used to describe this movie. And I think it's kind of nutty. No, okay, keep going. <laughs> we know where I stand. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think part of the, the issue is you have to, like, look at the movie... And I think that there's many things they have to go through, but I'm talking like the story mm-hmm. of the movie. And it is, it's so long. But like I said mm-hmm. earlier in uh, the spoiler free is that I was, I was able to track with it. Um, but right about that time when he puts the Riddler behind bars, yeah. right about when that movie should be over, he has this conversation with the Riddler and it's, it's very menacing. It's, it's very creepy and, and it's cool. It's like, you know, it's like Batman interrogating the Joker in the dark Knight, uh-huh. And, uh, it, it feels like, man, there's, there's, there's some, there's subtext going on here. Um, it's really, although I would say there's a lot less subtext in this movie than the dark Knight, but it, and, and but it's kind of creepy. We don't know what's, what else is going to happen. And then he says, haven't you been paying attention? Like, You've missed the big picture. You're really not as smart as I thought you were. Uh-huh. Indicating that the Riddler has this amazing master plan. This something that we that we should have been looking for for the whole film. And I remember when I was at that point in the movie theater, I was like, yeah. wait a sec. I'm trying to think through the characters. Like, who else has a role to play in this movie? Like, what what else must be dropping? Like, uh-huh. I clearly do not see this in where this is going. All right. So Batman goes back to the uh, to the Riddler's hideout. And he concludes when he finds the uh, the carpet tool that was used to murder the uh, mayor at the yep. beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That it has to be used on that very carpet. And once he, once he lifts it up, not only does it have a map of Gotham with all the bombs that are about to go off to blow up the seawall, but it also has the password to the, the, the chat room. Which, you know, kind of uh, fulfills the rest of the plan. Because the whole plan, apparently, was to blow up the seawall. And I thought, oh, that's pretty nefarious. They're going to blow up the seawall and flood Gotham City, killing uh-huh. millions of people. Like, de- destroying the city forever. Yeah. No, that's not the plan. The plan is to get everybody into a football stadium where a bunch of snipers could, like, just randomly shoot at people. And that's the end of the movie. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. We are not missing the whole picture. We see the whole picture, and it's stupid. The movie would have been so, clever if it ended before that last 45 minutes, and we had a good climax instead of this lame terrible action sequence, which was an utter disappointment. And, and it just, like I said, it, it validated that these, or confirmed that these writers just lost it. They didn't have a clue yeah. what they were doing, how to end this movie. Okay, okay, so... I disagree with you that it completely ruined the film. I think that there's a lot to be enjoyed in the film. Now, as an ending to a story, yeah, that 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 didn't make a lot of sense. And and what didn't make a lot of sense is that the entire film, Riddler exposes his 
motive to be getting after the people who made his life so awful as an orphan. And those turn out to be the corrupt politicians who run Gotham. So one of them, you know, was the original mayor. Um, there is um, Falcone, right, who started up the drug ring and, like, I who else? Like, the, the commissioner who took bribe money to cover up for, you know, like, and, and there's a lot going on there. So, but all of these people who the city had hired to clean up the streets and to run the city in a good way were the people who were actually doing a detriment to it, right? Yeah. And so the entire film, he's painting himself um, on social media and the things that he does and the things that he releases to the news that I, I'm the person, like Batman, who is saving the city from the actual monsters of the city, right? And so when we get to this final plan that he's going to destroy the seawall and flood the entire city and then, you know, these people are just going to shoot into the crowds of people, right? The, the thing that was weird was that that crowd of people was the the after party for the electing of this mayor who by all appearances was outside of that system. Right. And so it didn't make sense to me why, well, wait, why are you going after those people? Because just based on the movie logic, no one who you were targeting in the beginning part of the film is in this crowd, you know? Right. And that, and that, <laughs> and that was part of my beef is like there's no one left – to be guilty, there's no one bad left to take revenge upon. I mean, and and that's yeah, where it was like yeah. I don't understand the motive here. Uh, it seems kind of. I mean, he could have picked out Penguin, right? The, the Penguin character was kind of part of it. He could have right, picked but out. That, but that, but when that felt as monumentous, right? Um, if he was after the Catwoman or something like that, some some sort of emotional connection well, to Batman, he, he would be with uh, the Catwoman. They would be team. Uh, they would that, be that, that, team. That's true. But I'm, I'm yeah. saying from a from a, a narrative satisfaction point, right? Right. There needed to be something. That we felt more like, oh, I really felt like Batman stops them because otherwise, if, if, if this bad thing happens, it's going to be. T- <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. It's just shooting random people and <laughs> yeah. maybe this mayor who we don't really care about. Which they never even started shooting into the crowd too. Yeah, I don't they- even know what they're aiming for, right? <laughs> There's a bunch of guys shooting, you know, bolt action weapons. Dead. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Right. I don't. Know, I. I also don't know how that mayor wasn't dead because she was literally staring at the sniper guy. Right. Who was like trailing his sights like literally on her heart. It was like, how did you, what, just hit her in the side somehow behind the podium? But but, but she's perfectly fine to make a speech, you know, five minutes later. Like, I thought you got shot. And that's the weird thing. It was... (laughs) It was that strange, you know, Aunt May type of thing. You know, Aunt May gets hit with the glider in No Way Home, and then all of a sudden she gets up, she makes the speech, and I'm like, oh, she's fine. <laughs> then she falls over dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it, and it's also like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this this uh, this this active shooter type of situation seemed a little bit Hollywood, like, interpretation-wise. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yes, someone could take a bolt-action sniper and try to do a mass shooting, but it wouldn't work out very well no no and i thought that was a, like a little f- not funny you can't say it's funny but it's funny how hollywood was like yeah they're, they're, they got guns they got bolt action snipers and, and they're gonna do this mass shooting with bolt action snipers it's like no you'd kill you know five people and right. then everyone else would escape <laughs> That's right how that would work. exactly and and, and honestly like <laughs> the seawall being broken would have killed way more people than them sh- shooting people with yeah, with, with and, his guns and, and that's the other thing about the, the seawall like like someone planted trucks full of explosives you know that's gonna break the seawall that doesn't seem like it's riddler's skill set that like in every other like 
and that's probably the thing with the movie is like he's he's not all that smart he just catches his victims at a time that they're not looking mm-hmm. right and and, yeah. and does something awful to them and right. videotapes it and puts it on the, on the website right, right? and then he's yeah. just kind of leading batman with all these riddles right it's not oh, actually boy. um <laughs> it's not actually that smart but no no it's but, not but vans filled with explosives aren't really his suit he doesn't use explosives for the entire film right where did he get the vans where did he get the explosives we don't know. I think it's implied that his acolytes do that, but uh, I don't know why I'm defending this movie. I think the movie's dumb. <laughs> I really do. And I think it it starts with this whole... All right, you're talking about the stupid riddles. The whole thumb drive riddle. I don't it was know, funny. I, I turned to you and I went, that is stupid. But it was funny. That was, that was just... Okay, okay. That was funny because it was just a gimmick. That had nothing to do with like the actual clue. It was just like a little like, ha-ha, because he's the Riddler. Yeah, but... The movie takes itself so serious. There's like no jokes in the movie, and then they they do something like that, and it makes you go, "What? <laughs> so dumb." It's sort of like when they use the f word in the first ten minutes of the movie. It's sort of like, wait, what was that? It's uh, happy bleeping Halloween, and I remember looking at you as well, going, "What? Why is this in hmm. the movie? This is so stupid. <laughs> like this doesn't even fit with the the feel of the movie. It's and, and that's." It made me laugh, so I don't know if it's a joke or not, but it, it was stupid. I thought the jump drive, the thumb drive, was hilarious. Okay, all right. Who's thumb drive? <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it was just totally ridiculous in a okay. movie that we're supposed to take seriously and be so dark and gritty and realistic. And I mean, not realistic, but very like, ooh, this is really cool, really smart. Like, like if you watch it, the movie. You could go, oh, I get the so, movie. I'm so smart because I get the movie. Sort of like how they said, talk about with Interstellar. Yeah. You know, right? If, if you don't get the movie, you're dumb. You could be like, well, well, I don't know about that. Uh, who is saying that? I think you get lots of, anybody who's got a criticism of Interstellar uh-huh. gets immediately responded with, well, you're just, you didn't get the movie. You're dumb. You didn't, you didn't understand it. Mm, okay. I, that was, that was a long time ago. So I guess I didn't, I didn't meet those people who said that. Okay. But, uh, right. you know. Never say never, right? Okay. So here's a way you might be able to resolve that, right? Okay. Maybe the movie wasn't trying to be funny, right? But I think that it showed that the Riddler was someone who had a sense of humor, to say the least. Right, and this came back later when, when he had that one clue, you know, the U-R-L rata lata, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're a, um, um, a rat with wings. Right. Right? And it's, it's not, we need to find the rat. It was, but it's, the, the it, clue it was, meaning, right? it's a U-R-L. It's not... Um, the, the website URL. It's right. not you. You are right. right. So he has a sense of humor. He's punny, right? Right. It's yeah. kind of setting up his character. How, how, how about that? Yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> except, well, first of all, I think they did it better in The Dark Knight because you also see in The Dark Knight that Joker does kind of that social media type terrorism. You know, mm-hmm. he has a couple of things where he always like got the video camera right up close to his face and he's making threats. Which this and film like... totally ripped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, and you kind of do get the feel that the Riddler is a version of the Joker mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. And, right, perfectly menacing and and interesting. Like, I thought he was an interesting uh, villain. But, eh. I, at I at the end of the day, like, just like a pale comparison of, of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... Uh, by the way, no pun intended when it comes to Pale and Joker, but... Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the Joker, you know, Heath Ledger in the doing the Joker was... 
you know, like the best instance of method acting that there is. And so, you know, I don't, I don't like when they try to do it again, especially like Jared Leto trying to do the Joker. And he tried to do this weird, but like like he's trying to be like different in all the worst ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and doing the same method acting. And it was like, "Mm, no pass. And then this guy, I mean, maybe he wasn't a method actor, but I felt like they were going for the same vibe. And Mm -hmm. I need them to take the Batman villain in just a subtly different direction. Mm -hmm. You know, make him be evil for other reasons or, or do it differently somehow. You don't have to make that so gritty. You know, you don't have to make him be a a, a mental patient. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's the classic Batman, but yeah, but they can they can go in a, a different direction probably than that, yeah. and um... make him have ADHD. I don't know, but <laughs> but it it does work in the sense of you saw the Dark Knight and how well that kind of deranged villain who you don't know what he's going to do yeah. can work. And uh-huh. so, you know, if it, don't, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so, in trying to figure out his motives, and kind of like the way that you figured out the, the Joker's motives, that it was just pure anarchy, you sure. know, pure destruction. Um, right, everyone, ha- everyone has their plan. I don't have a plan. Yeah. I'm just there to wreck their plans. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I mean, someone like Bane, you know? Someone, someone who's big and bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> something, something. You know, he's not. He's not completely deranged. He's smart. He's cunning, but he's. You know, he's a monster too. Right. I. I feel like this. They're really writing out this. This mental patient thing, and I'm ready for a little switch up. Right. Although, with that end credit scene, not end credit scene, but that end scene with the Joker. You can call it end credit scene. <laughs> which I thought that was terrible editing to leave that scene in there. Yeah. I thought it really broke the pace of the movie. And it was like, okay, yes, we get it. We're going to have Joker again. Did you see the deleted scene? Which one? There was a deleted scene where Batman actually goes and talks to the Joker about he's trying to get information. Who is this Riddler guy? And so he gives the Joker a bunch of files oh, really? on the Riddler. And they go through it together. And the Joker is like talking about it. It's like, oh, he's smart. He's a smart. He's a funny guy. <laughs> and it's like joker again and he looks all messed up like he's looks like he got his face run over by a car <laughs> okay all right <laughs> and he's got like this weird dent in his head yeah it's super weird but uh yeah, yeah it cut cut scene that was deleted from the yeah. film probably a good thing because right this is also an issue that i have with this movie is they put so much stuff in this movie mm-hmm. so you the very beginning of the movie is the it starts at halloween and it starts with the murder of the mayor and yeah. then it kind of goes into batman's intro and it, it was trying the, – the movie makes me – tries to convince me that it's surprising how bad everybody is. But I'm not surprised because from the get-go, you get the feeling that this is a very dark and seedy place and mm-hmm. everyone's bad. Everyone has motives to be evil and they probably are evil. They're right. They're, they, they probably are involved in uh, child trafficking and uh, – Yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of a point of the film. But I think it would have been told more effectively mm-hmm. if, uh, like in The Dark Knight, they're, they're starting to get a leg up on crime and, and they're working on catching all the crime people. And some of the people they're working on, working with some of the cops and the attorneys, they seem good, but then you see that they're actually on the payroll of the, the villains. Yeah. And so those, um, those reveals and those betrayals feel more surprising and more gut-wrenching mm-hmm. when they happen. Versus in this movie, it's like, okay, 
So Thomas and Martha Wayne are not saints, okay? That's, <laughs> that's kind of everybody in this movie. I'm not, and, and I thought that that hurt kind of the reveals because everything was already all wrong. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. How, you know, they're walking through the bars like, oh, wait, turn a second. I recognize that face. I need you to look at him. Oh, it's the commissioner. <gasps> it was like, I've never seen him before. Well, whoop-de-doo, it's the commissioner. Right, exactly. <laughs> was, I think that was the attorney at that point. But wasn't that state's the, the, the district attorney at that point at the, uh, was at the it? bar? I think so. Okay. I think the commissioner was already dead at that point. Or maybe he yeah. was, <laughs> was not long for that world either way. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know what, you're, what you mean. Yeah, Where? Yeah, yeah. Why couldn't we have introduced him earlier? And that's because the movie is so long, and it doesn't doesn't work hard at the beginning to set up characters because it doesn't have time to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, but I I think it it really focuses on Batman. It focuses on the Riddler and some you know Selina. So I think it puts its focus where it needs to. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if it could have set that up to really. Um, like like you say, make us feel the impact of those betrayals more. But I don't think that that was the point of of the film was to emphasize those betrayals. It was more so, um, you know, the the cat and mouse game between Riddler and Batman. Yeah, where he was chasing him down and, and Riddler was going after, kind of. And it's weird. He was he was kind of goading Batman to help him. Yeah, and it was interesting because Batman is kind of on his side as far as trying to weed out the issues with the city. Right. Yeah. He's weeding out the corrupt politicians who are, you know, running the city. Right. And, and so... Um, and, and that was an interesting aspect of the movie where where Batman turned out to be the Riddler's hand in carrying out these acts. Right. Uh-huh. Although then, I think there's a couple problems with that. Number one, he, the Riddler already has his bunch of acolytes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't they be carrying out the plan? Why did it have to be Batman? Uh, and I think the, the second part of that is the the movie is written in such a way that everything kind of has to go according to plan for the movie to work, you know, right? It's it's you're led beat by beat by beat yeah. so that that all these things happen. That Batman figures out everything exactly five seconds late so that the bad thing can happen. Yeah, and he's being strung along. And so so the the movie plot is is pretty transparent in terms of it doesn't work unless everything goes a very specific way. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. And uh, I understand why they did that because I've heard a lot of praise being wafted onto the movie for, for being more of a detective film. Yeah. That he's being led along by clues. And so that's, that's kind of why they did it that way, I think, to, to hit, to, you know, the, the way that everything had to be so perfectly structured, that things had to happen kind of precisely in order for the story to flow well. Right. Because it's that, you know, they're just, it's little bits of information coming to the audience as it's coming to Batman. We really kind of in Batman's shoes for the entirety of that film, learning information as he did. The, but the issue with that is it takes away Batman's autonomy, though. Is we're no longer with him and his decision. We're no longer, like, surprised. Mm-hmm. We just feel like we're along for the ride, kind of doing what Batman would do. Yeah. I, I feel like, and, and it's, it didn't. Yeah, like I didn't think that Batman was so smart or so amazing because everything he did was basically just calculated by the Riddler. Uh-huh. Like it didn't feel like he was doing anything outside the mold and the Riddler didn't have to course correct. It feels like it was just a movie and hit play and then everything happened. Everything was orchestrated, just kind of went yeah. al- went along like um, like a wind up um, 
any, anything that that winds up a uh, music box or anything else like right. that you wind it up you let it go music plays and then it stops and you realize well it was always going to go this way from, right. the, from the beginning yeah well and you know uh like in the dark knight <clears throat> the batman and um uh two-face the uh, dent harvey dent yeah Har- harvey dent they actually fooled the joker yeah, right. Exactly. And so and so there is kind of like a change of plan where it's like, oh, you know, like everyone is kind of confused. It, it you know, so although that movie is criticized and I think rightly so that the Joker wanted to be captured, right? He wants to be captured so he can set off the bomb and do all that other stuff. And so that that even invalidates that whole sequence of fooling the Joker. And that oh, the Joker anticipated being captured all along. And uh, I don't know. It just it doesn't work. not that it doesn't work it's just not as satisfying because because it feels like like i said it's it's all pre-recorded instead of the the writers coming up with something like genuinely like interesting and shocking Uh uh-huh well i don't know i i I subtly disagree (laughs) because 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 what if that was the batman and the joker kills him movie over he succeeded he killed the batman well the joker didn't want to kill the batman he wasn't gonna kill the batman anyway in in any circumstance yeah he was no it wasn't yeah he was no. Yeah. <laughs> he says he doesn't, but uh, I think yeah, I think he would have. Okay. All he, was, right. he was trying to. Okay. Uh, here, here's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if you, with you're familiar with this, but uh, do, do you think that Riddler knew Batman's identity at the end of the film? I did when I watched it, and it was only when I read a synopsis later to try to make sense of the film yeah. that I learned that he doesn't know the identity, which is kind of strange because I thought in that dialogue. Now, you saw it twice. That's right. Doesn't it kind of sound like he does or, or not? Yes, because because uh, he he shows up and no 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 um, they they raid the Riddler's home yeah and all the the police are sorting through the clues and Batman sort of realizes like as he's thinking through the clues like the sins of my father and he looks up at the board and he sees pictures of himself as Bruce Wayne yeah who is the Batman and his his face is circled he's like oh no he knows who I am right and and then and then um. The, one of the policemen says, oh, yeah, it says right here that this reveal is going to be his biggest yet. You know? Yes. And then he turns to the detective and he says, it's all going to come to the end. What's coming to the end? The Batman. Yes. And, <laughs> and then... And... He... No. <laughs> right. and, and, then, and, then it goes, and then it goes to the jail scene where he actually goes to talk to the Riddler. Right. And the first thing that he does is Bruce Wayne. Right. <laughs> He's the only one we didn't get. Right, right, and then that one—that's when Batman looks up. He's like, "Oh, he doesn't know it's me." You know, he—he he didn't figure it out or whatever. Right, and so that's like the subtle thing sure. where he doesn't know. But apparently, apparently, there's an argument that says, "No, actually, he was kind of leading Bruce on, like, oh, I know who you are,' and then diverted it again and said, "No, <laughs> I don't know who you are." For whatever, I have no idea why he would do that. Because for me, it seems like the dialogue is indicating that the Riddler actually does think that Batman is on his side. You know? Yeah. So, so you know, for him to play that game with Batman doesn't make any sense. Like, either he does or he doesn't. Right. Um, but I, I was sent a video with with the argument that no the Riddler actually does know that Batman is Batman. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of interesting because it it all revolves around the orphan's house. Right. And what this guy points out is that every single one of the Riddler's tricks has been very public. 
and the in this orphanage is not public at all there was no video videoing of what happened there's no setup there's no elaborate plan there it's just he he lured the batman there and showed him a video of the clues that were going to come out right and he points out that these clues actually were coming out on the internet at that time anyways right so the batman would have known with or without going to this place Mm -hmm. so what he was basically doing and 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 batman had to be there because at the time he was there the bomb was going off at wayne manor right and so what has to happen is the riddler was basically ruling out bruce wayne being batman because if that bomb detonates and then bruce wayne is dead the next day oh you know the batman is not bruce wayne right but because bruce wayne was not killed in that bomb explosion oh that means bruce wayne was away from his castle when he's never away so therefore bruce wayne must be batman i don't know if i buy it (laughs) i think you're just cementing that i think this movie's plot is convoluted and stupid um and also like one thing that i remember when watching the movie is when when uh alfred is handling the the package uh-huh it's like how do you perfectly time like certainly bruce wayne is not going to be reading the mail like how is he gonna get that so i guess maybe that lends credence to the theory because there's no way that bruce wayne is gonna right it says you know i don't remember what's on the outside of the package bruce but, wayne's eyes only right and then it's beep beep and you can see it beeping and it says fireproof and it's like yeah, uh, this is. First of all, he's shocked that somebody actually delivered it. Whoever, yeah, right. Uh, right. Maybe it was in the mail. Maybe it was the Riddler himself. But he would have gone. Nah, I'm not gonna throw this away. This is weird. I mean, because that's what happens whenever you get a strange envelope or package. Right. Yeah, You're supposed yeah. to to call and say, "Hey, what strange is this?" Handwriting. Bruce Wayne's eyes only. I mean, I don't remember if you that right there was the uh, the mail bombing plot like 15 years ago or something like that. Maybe it was more than that. But right, people were paranoid to like open their their post office their mailboxes because they thought there was gonna be a bomb or, yeah. or anthrax or something like that you and know people do do that i think that there are booby trapped boxes that do that do get sent yeah you know, yeah, yeah. For, i'm, I'm it, not saying it, it doesn't happen yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i'm just saying that was a really obvious one yeah no seriously <laughs> and like like i would have thought that whoever whoever gave the the box to alfred would have been like um sir alfred this looks well especially since alfred knows the riddler's handwriting he was looking yeah, at the the, yeah. the ciphers early on in the film it's like you know what that looks like you right. saw the letter that said to the batman in that writing right and then it said bruce wise bruce wayne's eyes only in the same handwriting out the package i was like yeah throw it. and you would have thought that maybe right if he opened it and it was like a box and he didn't know what it was and that would have triggered it yeah it would have made more sense versus this i don't know how it was triggered but it just seemed a it, little too convenient yeah. right yeah yeah it was convenient this kind of takes me to my worst of the film um and 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 um, I didn't think the film was all that lazy. Now there's a, some arguments to be made that maybe it was a little bit lax in the writing, in some of the later in the later parts. But for the most part, I felt that everything was very purposely done. You know, it was very precise in a lot of the um, in the sets and the costumes and and the uh, the framing of different you know scenes. You know the 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 um, the, com- the composition of all, of all of the uh, you know the frames. So my worst was in that scene where you had Mrs. Aunt May being forced <laughs> into this film just because the film water filmmakers wanted someone answering the phone and having that whole setup of, hello, <laughs> where's Alfred? <laughs> oh, you're late. <laughs> and then we don't ever see her again for the rest of the film. It felt kind of lazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it was a rare part of the film where I felt they were being lazy with that character because yeah, especially you, you don't see you know you know if you were gonna have that character you, you should have at least put her you know in the beginning of the film where they're in Wayne Manor sorry Wayne Manor and uh, you know they're, they're sitting out and talking and then she brings in the strawberries to right. give to him or something and you know yeah I think that so, that ties very much into the the criticism I had the film that they introduce elements when they need to right <laughs> oh gotham is surrounded by water and and it's held back by seawalls well but why don't we just introduce this fact right when it's it's uh it's pressing right there's the idea of Chekhov's gun which you probably know about that if you see it's something that you see in narrative mm-hmm. um that if you see a gun prominently some you know hanging on the wall yeah it's going to come and play later sure um what's that you do in the film um, there's a sign early on in the film that says, you know, that on election night, we're going to have a party at the, uh, Gotham, Gotham uh, Garden. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't believe me? And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and although there, there's, there's bad versions of Chekhov's gun, like, <laughs> like, not, not, not specifically that. That's fine. I don't care. But in, in reference to like the carpet tool, which is so stupid, uh, that's terrible that you would connect those things. Like, Oh, oh, see, he used it at the beginning of the movie. Oh, it came in later on as, as, as the key to the whole thing. No. Okay. Worst thing ever. So so here's a different element of the carpet tool that I did like. When he's using it as a murder weapon, somehow he loses control of it and it flies across the room and lands right in front of the camera. And he comes over and picks it up and you can clearly see the imprint of the blood on the floor that it makes, right? Okay. And the Batman comes over when he's looking at the crime scene and he looks at it and he notes it like you can see he he observes it and someone else observes that he's observing it and therefore takes a picture because she knows that oh wait he's looking at it maybe that's important right and so when they're storming the riddler's house and they see it he identifies it immediately and says oh that's the murder weapon from that killer mayor okay right okay that i felt was really cool because it was this subtle thing where it showed how smart he was that he noticed that and then he recalled it you know that that tiny bit of information and said oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I i can you know that's that's the murder weapon there it is. And they confirmed it later. Right. Okay. Now, I agree. And, 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 and then uh, I know exactly what to do with this. That part, I see what you're saying. That was dumb. Yes. And uh, furthermore, it was dumb that he put lights in the floor to showing where the bombs yeah. were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Little Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smart. Uh, it discounted that family tree. So uh... <laughs> that's what made them flash. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That was actually the best of my film. Was that little bit where they did that little callback to the movie? Oh, okay. That was my right. best of the film. Okay. So anyway, sorry. Your your worst of the film. Uh, I think my worst of the film is probably the body armor in the movie for Batman. I know we've talked about it briefly. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, the he's invincible in the movie. Yeah, he does. He he is without peer. All while getting shot with assault rifles and pistols, and and right the the, the problem is with, with with assault rifles and shotguns and pistols is they're uh-huh. they're not bulletproof doesn't mean like invulnerability like it hits you and it doesn't do anything yeah like there is so much force that comes out of the barrel of a gun uh-huh. especially a barrel of an assault rifle yeah that it would knock him down right and and, and do serious damage at some point yeah, yeah but point blank range but do you remember that that's how he's walking down the dark hallway and he's got like four guys unloading assault rifles bro into that him. was just because it was cool come on it was cool <laughs> but it's stupid no it's not and I'm, I'm i'm tired of watching that stupid stuff and acting like it's cool at the same time it's like wait a sec am, am i supposed to be impressed with this fighting or am i supposed to be 
just uh, revel in its wonder and awesomeness. It was awesome. It doesn't that make any sense. Top, top three that scenes that are going to come out of this year's films. Just, just standalone action scenes. Top three, hands down. Yeah, even though it's dumb, it's no, really dumb. No, that was and, awesome. Uh, it was. It looked, <laughs> it looked visually cool, but it's 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 so unlike Batman, and it's it's it's. It it's almost work. the same that they did with the Ben Affleck in the in the warehouse scene. Yeah, and that was dumb too. I mean, it was really cool because it was stylized, but it's like this doesn't make sense. And then right at the very end of the Nathaniel. movie, he gets shot with the shotgun, and that's the thing that takes him down. Nathaniel. It's like, wait, you've taken all this this punishment, and now all of a sudden you're fine. Nathaniel, you and I both know. We both know. Hollywood does not know guns. Just live with it. I, <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin, most of all, apparently. But, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's that's the second Alec Baldwin <laughs> joke that you've been able to crack on this on this podcast. Uh, what can I say? Low hanging fruit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's right. <laughs> Batman mows down th- through so many people so often, and it, for me, it just gets kind of tiresome because I, I just don't understand the power levels anymore. And it's like everybody gets mowed down. No one stands a chance. I mean, I get that they're trying to make him, you know, bad A and everything like that, yeah. but I, I guess, I guess I didn't buy it because it seems so unrealistic. As especially coming off of like the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. watching that stuff and how I'm not saying that movie was realistic, but Batman gets beat up all the time, and you know he's old, or in the the Dark Knight Rises, and and yeah. and in the Dark Knight, right? He they talk about body armor in terms of like he sacrifices the bulletproof suit for the more flexible suit so we could sure. fight better in different circumstances and in this movie he's basically invincible the whole time and i guess that just kind of bothered me and it also like lowered the stakes because it's like how can this guy be beaten yeah 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 i i know what you're saying i know what you're saying i know i just i i i feel like in in, in the dark knight they made it a point to talk about his armor because Part of the you know, part of grounding your film so solidly into the real world, like what Nolan was doing, requires that you ground everything, right? So, how does he fly, right? It's it's a it's a special material that when you apply electrical current to it, stiffens up, and so you basically make yourself and turn yourself into a hang glider, right? Um, you know, when you Batman's armor, you know, like how does he how is he going to defend himself? Like, you know, there's going to be they make up a certain alloy you know a comic book alloy that he's gonna have that's super light super fast whatever and so yeah there's all that tactical jargon and stuff like that in this batman they did that was not the focus they they sacrificed some of that down-to-earth realism for some some fantasyism fantasism fantasism fat fantasy yeah elements you know to to where fantastical elements yeah fantastic thank you okay um to where I didn't care because that was not the point of the film was how he did it. It's just like, yeah, he's got armor. He's Batman. He's got armor. And they they focused more on the design of of that suit more than anything, which I loved. I love that he had a cowl. And and I felt like all of the the, the pieces of his his armor were um, reminiscent of the Arkham, the Arkham games, right? right. Um, I remember focusing in a lot on his boots yeah, when when he's walking up yeah. to feels the feels like car something he got from REI, but yeah, <laughs> you know, just like just they, they focus more on the look and the feel of those things, um, and the practical elements, although those are important, were kind of an afterthought. It was kind of like it was all in service of the story. Like you know, he needs to be hurt now. How do we hurt him? 
we want this to look cool now. How do we make it look cool? And that was service more than the, how would this actually work in real life? But I feel like there's that scene where he's in the police station and uh-huh. he like climbs to the top yeah. of the the police station uh-huh. and they like take a shot of the Nolan film because you know in the Arkham games how he glides with his cape yeah and he does the same thing in the, in, in the Dark Knight trilogy yeah and in this he, he like ha- somehow in his suit somehow <laughs> he has a space jumping suit Scroll and suit. it's like yeah okay that that's that's actually a real thing and we see him use it so it's like well what which, what what do you want do you want to have <laughs> do, do I do the realism thing? Like, hey, we're going to knock Nolan because that's actually fantasy and we're going to use a space jumping suit because that's what really happened? It Even just, though they invalidate it right away when he crashes into that bridge and he would have been dead. Like, like that. <laughs> it, it just wants to be different. <sighs> Let it be different. And and it was, right? So it succeeded that way because I guess if you want a Batman character who's invulnerable, then yes, he succeeded. Well, he wasn't invulnerable. It, it, it kind of serviced the story, right? Which... I think, I think, look, I completely agree with you. If you remove that entire arena thing, that makes the movie so much better. So the one point where his armor kind of fails him is when he gets blown up in the chest with a shotgun at point blank range. Right. Probably should have also killed him. I don't know why he didn't bleed out if it actually hurt him. But I'm fine with the Batman armor being invincible. Against guns, specifically. Okay. I mean, it's metal. It's bulletproof, and it seems like the bullets kind of just bounce off of him, right? Yep. So I, I, I that's that's the case with Iron Man. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the case with a lot of superhero stuff. Right. Right. With you know, Superman, as far as Superman goes, yep. right? But yeah. typically, for most superhero films, you have to figure out a way to deal with the bullets, and most eighty percent of the time, they just make them invincible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're being too picky, I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe so. That's my worst for the film. I think my best for the film is, contrary to your belief, I think it, the, the best, although there's many things I do like about this movie, but yeah. I do like the water. I do like that they, like I said, they anytime that they wanted to do a scene, it was basically Matt Reeves said, uh, yeah, turn the spigot on, and they just turned <laughs> it on, and there's water everywhere. Which oh, is, you do like the water. I do like the water. Okay, I, cool. I do like cool. how wet everything is, because it, it, does, it gives it a very... That's, that's a style that I really like, because it, it gives... Um, an atmosphere that that's really cool and, and yeah. as a amateur filmmaker i know that that's a very difficult element to work oh, with sure. and it but it makes everything like look way better if you do it right so yeah i think that's, that was a cool element to the film yeah 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 so definitely definitely my best cool cool all right uh, and i think there's some other good movies the other good moments too like i think the the chase scene oh, um yeah was was pretty cool and it that was that was the scene that made me the most anxious yeah. because you're right We've all, we've all, this has all happened to us before, but, but the penguin is boxed in by semi-trucks and vehicles. <laughs> and it just made me feel like I was in traffic, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, ah, oh, I'm boxed in. I can't get out. I really need to get out. And of course, I'm glad I didn't have like a Batmobile like zooming behind me. But um, it, yeah, it was a little claustrophobic there. Like I, I could kind of be with Penguin and, and, and how anxious he was. Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about having no stakes, Nathaniel. All those trucks blowing up and it's like, oh, whoops, we got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> People exactly. die. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he just gets to go away after that, right? Do something, anything. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since he, he didn't <laughs> offer any benefit at all, and it's like, oh well, collateral damage, I guess, for he, nothing. He pointed out that the, that they interpreted that riddle wrong. <laughs> that's what <laughs> exactly. that's what came out of that. Yeah. So, um, but no, that was I think the second best 
scene from the film. Yeah, it's good. It's a good yeah. thing that uh, that he w- they did point the riddle out long so that he could get to Wayne Manor in time, so that you know Alfred could uh, blow himself up in, in the timely manner, and that he didn't go back to Wayne Manor and get blown up. And that's really convenient that the writers uh, sorted all that out, so everything turned out that way. So anyway, yeah, continue. Huh? So, so second, <laughs> second best scene in the movie. Okay, that's that's what I think. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, I I actually I I've um, I know this is a part that uh, maybe we'll touch on in our next episode uh, where we talk about uh, films being woke. Yeah. But uh, how did how did you feel about some of the wokeism in the film? Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as I watched the movie, <laughs> uh, I went home, and the very first thing that I did is I searched on YouTube, found Ben Shapiro, who is a uh, very prominent person on the right commentator mm-hmm. i know he loves batman because i was dying to have confirmation bias because i thought the movie was so woke so incredibly woke and you were hoping that he was going to say it was woke yes and he <laughs> said that there were some woke elements to it but he was not he wasn't not nearly as impressed by the wokeness as i was okay. um, in terms of it being impressed on me <laughs> uh, and so here's I'm going to go through my my theory. I know that you know part okay. of my theory, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go through it a, a little bit. And you tell me whether I'm overreacting or whether this movie is subtly or not subtly very woke. Okay. Okay. So there is one line clearly in the movie where Catwoman says that, right, all these guys, all these bunch of rich white a-holes have ruined mm-hmm. it for the rest of us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a paraphrase, but it's really close to the original line. Yep. Uh, and it's like, oh, well, psh, you know, they're just one throw, throwaway line. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we saw that in, in Free Guy, where, you know, w- the one character is talking about his plights, and the person says, oh, sounds like white, white privilege to me. Right? <laughs> and it's kind of like this throwaway line to, you know, kind of continue this narrative, but not really support the narrative. But let's, let's take a deeper look at this movie. So this movie... Um, replaces a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, which has been played by a white actor for a really long time, is played by yep. a black actor, Jeffrey yep. Wright, who's a very good actor. Yep. Um, I, I think perfectly fine casting in terms of, of an actor. Sure. Does, does a good job. Uh-huh. Uh, Catwoman. Yep. Traditionally, I mean, you, I think you had mentioned that Holly Berry had played Catwoman before, but she had never played Selena Kyle. She played like some other person in the Catwoman movie, and the Catwoman movie is just awful and should be like wiped from existence, right? You talk about <laughs> superhero movies nobody needs to see. All right, so you have a, a, a white character also transitioned to be a, a black character mm-hmm. in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least maybe she's not fully black, but she's definitely a, a person of color, as she would be described today. Yes. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I want to say, is uh, the actress's name. I think that's right, yep. Okay, and, and th- she does a fine job. Like, certainly does the job. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, some good character design, no issues there. I think where the issue comes from, oh, and the, the other person of color in the movie is the good mayor, the person yes. who's elected. Yes. The and mayor. they go out of the way to say, look, everyone's corrupt, but actually she's not. You know, she fights for the people. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's trying to get Bruce Wayne to to actually get on board with, you know, the, the, the good causes in the city. Yeah. <clears throat> so all these characters are, even Alfred, is not nearly as good as we're made to, made to believe. So the good characters are all black now. The bad characters, as noted by Catwoman, are all the rich guys who have all the power. This, you know, the state's attorney, the commissioner, the mayor, the mob boss. They're all white guys, mm-hmm. and they're all doing just awful, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And then you have then you have Batman. He's trying to piece everything together, and it is revealed 
through the movie that oh, and, and not only is he trying to like do good, but he's trying to also like maintain the heritage of his family. And you yeah. and we in this opening monologue, which sidebar, I hate the monologues. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to touch on that because I don't want to get back to that. But uh, he wants to basically continue the legacy of his parents of doing good for the city. And we know that the Waynes were part of the renewal. What is it, the Gotham Renewal Project? Or yeah, what? the renewal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, and so then he finds out that his parents not really as good and they, as he thought they were. And they actually yeah. have these deep secrets. Uh-huh. And uh, Batman's dad actually paid a mobster to scare off. Right. He didn't pay somebody. Do, do it himself. But right, send a mobster. Who, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's sort of like in that uh, that Dark Knight scene where the, the, the cop says, I just told him where Rachel was. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and, and, and Harvey Dent said, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> um. And so, right, the whole Wayne legacy is now shrouded in guilt and lies and deceptiveness. Sort of like the uh, 1619 Project, where <laughs> the the history of the United States is no longer born out of 1776. Uh-huh. It's actually 1619 when the first slaves were brought over to the New World. Mm-hmm. So Batman is like, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know. But I now must have to become an ally of the of the good black people and fight alongside them and help the mayor and at the very end of the movie the mayor says you know what we have to do is we our our institutions have failed us and so we need to rebuild our institutions uh-huh. so let's put this all together you have white people bad black people good black people um abused by white people in power specifically and now what we mm-hmm. need to do is, right, for white people to become an ally, which is is not just uh, a word without meaning. It actually does have a, 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 bit, of, a bit of meaning if you read um, Abraham X. Kendi or Robert D'Angelo, where they talk about becoming, you know, an ally in anti-racist causes. Mm-hmm. So, and, you, and we need to tear down the institutions because they have failed us and rebuild them in its place to, right, provide equity and, and a new level of justice. So... This is what the movie is 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 trying to um, you know push narratively um, as uh, society's problems and also society's fixes. And and, and and also I know we're going to talk about like the essence of Batman too because that's, that's something that Ben Shapiro had an issue with and I'm sure we're, we'll, we'll talk about. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, okay, but anyway, so so you think that's that that's unfair? You th- you don't think it's that's that was the intention of the film? Uh, correct. Yes. Um, you think you think that's, that's, that's because. You, but by saying that, you're saying that that's that's coincidental. Like none of those things actually tie together. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. Okay. So I, I, so let, I, let, let, let me start from the beginning. So so there's a couple of things that have to be addressed. Like you said, the, the 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 lines that Catwoman has right, and she has several of them throughout the film. That would be like mm, kind of eye rolling, right? Yeah. And so let's go rob some rich white dudes yeah, <laughs> at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, and yeah. so some rich head, you know, let's rip off some hedge fund types or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, and and here's the thing, like, and and you and Ben Shapiro have pointed this out that those are kind of throwaway lines, which I agree with. They're throwaway lines, but I think you also have to realize that the through line here is that they're coming from Catwoman. Nobody else in the film voices these opinions except for Catwoman, right? And Catwoman, you could say, is being a character who would have that sort of an opinion. You don't, but you you don't need everybody to reflect that. All you need is a narrative to to to, to fit with that. Right, right, but but like say, but I could totally see Catwoman as a character having that opinion, and as, if she says that, and that's part of her character, fine, that's her opinion in that you know as a character. 
Right. So, it, like, if you were, you know, making a film and you wanted to portray someone being a liberal, you would have them saying something very much like that, right? So it's like, it's part of her character is what I'm kind of trying to, like, yes, it's a throwaway line that's there just for people to be like, oh, yeah, that kind of promotes a narrative. But it's throwaway and it's only from her. So I think that's kind of in line with who she is as a person in this film, right? Um, so anyways, moving on to the all black people are good and all white people are bad. Um, not necessarily. I, I, I agree that, that it is a broad stroke brush, it, but it's mostly true. It is mostly true. The Okay, I, I've, I've thought through this pretty thoroughly. Chief Gordon, very good actor, very well played in the film. That one gets a pass. No. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, no. Nathaniel. We live in a meritocracy, right? Yes. You get to be well, cast yeah. based well, upon uh, the merits. Not, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Because as we discussed earlier in the night, that the Disney characters are going to start being being removed, or, or at least we're going to have more people of color or LGTB plus, right. at, at like a 50% at right. Disney World and Disneyland. Right. That's not meritocracy. That's, no, that's an agenda. But, that, but that, yeah, that's Disney's agenda, right? You and I believe that you should get a role based on your... Skill. Uh, yeah, right. you and I agree on this, but okay. But that's not real life. No, 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 I'm saying, right, we, so we have we have so, Disney, we've got the NFL, we have more of these companies, and in California, where if you have, like, if you're a publicly traded company, or your, your business is so so big, okay. you have to have a woman on your board, right? It's not, not meritocracy. But, but, but you, you, and I, you and I both agree that that's bad, right? I agree that that's bad. <laughs> okay. I so, agree. Okay. So, you can agree with me when, you, when we both, when I say that this actor was put into that role because he's a good actor, you would agree with that. I agree that he's a good actor. I don't agree... <laughs> That, that that's the only thing. In fact, so it would have been interesting to see what the casting sheets were because this is what comes out, right? Yes, yeah. and, and this became a news story when Zoe Kravitz said, yeah, uh, I, I auditioned for a role yeah. in Dark Knight Rises and mm-hmm. I was rejected because you know, I'm a person of color. Yeah. And the whole internet exploded and then she had to clarify, oh, okay, actually it wasn't the role of Catwoman because that would have been ridiculous because right, yeah. that role comes out and um, and on that on that call sheet, it's not a call sheet. It's uh, that audition is like okay, female, thirty to thirty five, white, something rather, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you submit a headshot and yeah. and your your audition tape. It's right? an it's an unfortunate hypocrisy of, of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no, but I'm saying that that, that but that, you're that, saying Jeffrey Wright was chosen because of excuse me merits. How do you know that that wasn't? Hey, look, we're picking a black actor for this. We don't. <laughs> so but but but, but I'm, just, I'm just i'm just saying that that can be allowed to pass because he did such a good job in that role it, 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 look if he was a black person and he did and he did a horrible job th- then you can say okay they picked that guy just because he was black right with me here that that character gets a pass because he did such a good place at, job at doing that role he, he acted it so well that it shouldn't matter to us whether or not he's black or white no, but, but but you're saying by that logic, you're saying that um, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, for example, if he was still alive, yes. could have be could be Batman. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't think that's fair because you, that's a historically white character. Like, you couldn't cast somebody as Black Panther and say, oh, I'm going to cast Tom Cruise as that. That doesn't work because that's a historically black character. Okay, fair enough. But it works for Jim Gordon. No, no, it doesn't. Yes, it, it does. No, because, <laughs> like, for example, you can't say, hey, look, James Bond, we're going to cast a, an American guy to, to be James Bond, to be American, but still have all those traits as James Bond. And as long as, as James Bond is awesome... We say, oh, well, it's fine. Okay, okay, because, because the key part of, of, of James Bond is that he's British. You, you can't take that because you're removing the character from him, right? Jim Gordon, he doesn't have... It's not innate to his character that he has to be white. I, I, I would now, agree I could, with that. I can see but... where maybe you're leading with Bruce Wayne. Yes, he should be white. Black Panther, yes, he should be... Because he's from Africa. Bruce Wayne, it just... It's kind of... See, and that's where it's tough. It's not entirely part of his character, but it's kind of like there's some wiggle room there. But if Lucius Fox was recast, and he's black in the comics, was recast by a white guy yeah. in this new series, well, he won't be, by the way, but do you think he would be? I, look, so th- that would be a Jim Gordon? No. No. Not not in today's day and age. I, and we've had this discussion before. I, I agree with you. That could get backlash. But I think it's consistent where I would say that a Lucius Fox character would be fine if you if you swapped races races purely because Lucius Fox does not have ethnic you know ethnicity attached to his character as James Bond would right or or as uh, a woman would in a woman role versus you know you don't that's why gender bending James Bond doesn't work either right it right. has to be a man right. it has to be British yeah. those mm-hmm. are key parts of his character right so right and I guess right my point is that it's not accidental and, and you're trying to say it is accidental. Like, that, that I'm not based saying on, it's Based his. on merits. I'm not saying it's his. I'm just saying in being fair to my conscience, right? If I believe that someone should get, you know, a role based on their acting skills, and this character did not have to be tied to a race, which it doesn't, it's okay if you race bend that and cast a black character in the Jim Gordon role. And he did well enough to where I'm giving it a pass. Okay, I, I I am okay with that. I just I'm not. I guess I'm too cynical for that. <laughs> I, I I completely get where you're coming from okay. because we're sick of Hollywood having the double standard. But if we're just going to be logically fair within our own reasoning, that has that I would say that that's okay. And and the and the same applies to Catwoman. Catwoman's race is not important to her character. Although it is important to this character that they've made, though. Mm, not really because okay I, I think it is right because that keys into she's not going to say rich white a-holes if she's a she's a white girl right so they kind of tie that to, uh, the, to that's part of our identity of being like downtrodden and which is why you know what that's part of why i steal stuff that's part of why i want to rip off hedge managers is because i'm oppressed that's why i want to rip off i, I want to rip off the penguin and steal all this money that's also my, my, my well, class plays into that class Class. And also race. Know. Yeah, they don't. They don't lean on the race at all. I, you, she's not going to say rich white a holes if uh, if she's you if she's a white person. People diss their own races. And, and the other part of this film is is it's true. It is the rich and white males who are doing it in the film, right? Like I get that that's the the, the woke side of it, but listen, I I think she should get a pass too because it's not an eighth to the character, is right. and and she plays it well. Okay. <laughs> I, I know you disagree, but okay. This is this is where I will completely give it to you. 
this is one where I couldn't resolve it, and it was the Black Mare. This is the one where I was I, I couldn't justify it because it's a little too on the nose. It's the right it's 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 the corrupt white male running against the young black woman who is idealistic. Okay, that one was so on the nose, and it was so obvious that she was the only politician in the entire film who wasn't corrupt. She was the only one who was doing anything right. You know, like even Catwoman did things that were bad in the film. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um, that was one where I said, I, I can't give that one a pass, okay? But but that one aside, let, let's look at the bad guys for a second, okay. right? All right. They're all Italian. The, it's, the Italian is in the name, right? Okay. Um, Moroni. It's it's um, Falcone, yeah. right? Penguin is part of him, right? Yeah. Of course they're all white. Of course they're white, right? And is it such a stretch to say that the mayor and and, and the commissioner are white too? No, they were acting just fine. They're fine, right? If, if following that same logic, yeah, okay, they're white and they're bad, but it makes sense in that context. And I would say that's arguably a little bit more attached to the character in the comics too, because they are Italian. That that is a little bit more. They even had the Italian accents, right? And you know, I, I I've been seeing you know the. Uh, like like Bruce and Thomas getting lumped in with the bad white people. No, they're they're still the heroes, and so is Alfred. Alfred is also still the hero. Like that, mm. Alfred is such an afterthought in this movie that and no, right lies to Bruce about things and yeah. The, the same way that the the other Alfred lied to the other Bruce in the Dark Knight series, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to point. Protect you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Funny how that never works out. <laughs> yeah, right, right, but. Uh, I, I, I did I I just like how I had to decide if this movie was good. I did some serious soul searching on all the black people are good and all the people are, are white, and I think that that is very broad. And the only one I couldn't give it a pass to was the black mayor. Okay, all right. And and, and do you see kind of where my reasoning is coming? I, in? I I I see what you're saying, and I I think that is. A nice perspective of Hollywood. <laughs> it's, it's a naive I, perspective. You and I both know it was probably intentional. Um, okay, all right, but, but, but that's, we have both sides, though. So, yeah, okay, so okay. the uh, listener, you can decide. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, the, the the Batman deciding that in the end, in order to be on the right side of, of what's happening, means that he has to join with the black people and take down the society i i think i think it, it is more about the white black people are the good guys in the movie majority broadly speaking and, right. and white guys badly and from there look we need to rebuild the, the institutions that, that, that they're broken and they need to be rebuilt so i think that's what it's getting on not that what right. all, all which, black people are good which but. which which we remember because that's remnants of after the 2020 election where um so many people were pointing out you know voter fraud right and so the the saying was you know trust your institutions or whatever right um which there's i mean still a ton of country controversy around that election right yeah, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even just talking about like the election but you know big business getting uh, super political and also super ethically um dubious you know doing business in in china and while all this while yeah. you know pointing out um like trying to try to appear virtuous right mm -hmm. uh you know the whole virtue signaling while all, all while they're doing like shady stuff 
you have um, education institutions who mm-hmm. are teaching some really dubious things, all the right. way down to universities and mm-hmm. um, you know K through twelve. Right. Um, and and then you have the and this goes beyond the deep state, but just yeah. like government itself being corrupt and not being able to trust sure. civil government. Yeah. And and then I, I, right, and, and right, you have Hollywood as well, and the media as being also super corrupt. And you see this with um, uh, even right from Fox News to CNN, mm-hmm. kind of a lot of yuck yeah. on, on all of them. Yeah. And those right, those are just institutions that we can look at and go, wow, there's a lot of yuck. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So, um, not disagree with you at all, but Nathaniel, how important is it for a society to have faith? in the institutions that it sets up to govern the people. Oh, I think you have to have, before you have that conversation, you have to have, are the are the institutions good or not? And so that, I feel like, is the crux of what oftentimes people on the left are saying, mm-hmm. that these institutions were born from systemic racism and white power and patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing to do is to tear those institutions down and rebuild things, something that... It's far gnarlier, in my opinion. Sure, fair enough. But but I mean, how how important is it to has a, a, a cohesive society where there is a mutual trust and understanding between the government and its citizens? Well, you have just, to. Have yeah, you have to have that. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, just as a throwaway line, I don't think that that's a bad line as part of the film. It, you know, I, I but I think it has broader cultural implications. For sure, but. Culturally speaking, I still think that's important. To have faith in your institutions is an important thing. And I think that is something that we should have. Like, like, and, and you know, I don't think it's it's not a lie that there are dubious things going on in all of those institutions that you named. Right? And and um, that is always going to happen. Right. But I think there's, there's a perspective that says, hey, look, um, there are problems with our institutions. So the solution is we need to tear, around, tear them down and build something new. Right. Or the issue is... Look, there are problem institutions. We need to start to reclaim those institutions and weed out corruption. And Batman is for that solution. I'm not so because, sure. Because, he is. because who's tearing the institutions down? Riddler. No. Yes. Maybe you could say that, <laughs> and, and that 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 he's being militant to the the current society. But that, but that that also presupposes is that the system is broken. From the the outset, well, I mean, in in Gotham, it was right, but that's a fi- it's a fictional place, though, right? So you can make it, you can you can you can come up with any sort of fictional system. Like uh, there was a politician who recently who was like, uh, "I want you right, close your eyes, and I want you to think about a world that has right where trucks." don't run on gasoline mm-hmm. and there's like no nuclear power plants and we have lots of energy and this is a paraphrase but this uh-huh. is basically and then she said all right you just imagined it as if that did anything and and and, and it's like that, that's a fantasy world that's an absolute fantasy world but is it is it, is it a fantasy world that our current um institutions can be very corrupt no it's 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 but the notion that Look, the solution is I'm going to show you something that I made. It's like it's like Wakanda. It's some utopia, right? It's like p- people. That is a, that is complete fiction. It makes negative sense that Wakanda is like that. Right. No society has ever survived and grown and thrived 
while cutting off access to the outside world. See, so we prop this up mm-hmm. as some fictional utopia. Like, oh, and we have people who were like, oh, I wish I lived in Wakanda. It's a fake place, and it's but, stupid. Like, and like, but oh, the Gotham is oh, not that is not that utopia. Exactly. They're saying, oh, Gotham is so bad. You know, white people have destroyed our institutions. We need to. We need to rebuild. Right. We we need to. We need to recreate something new because this is entirely failed. This, right. The the old institutions failed us. No, it's a stupid movie. The, the institutions are not inherently bad. It just have bad people running them. Yeah, which is what the movie said, right? Did they? Did they? Did the people like in um like the Dark Knight Rises, right? Did the people rise up and take over the government and establish their own government and start throwing out the politicians like that? Did it become like a, the French Revolution, like in the Dark it, it, did, it did become that. Yeah. It did, right? They yeah. legally elected a mayor to become the new mayor of their city, and she replaced the mayor who was brutally murdered by the Riddler who was seeking to tear it down. Right. And Batman was fighting against the Riddler. Yeah, but I so think this... you should be for this movie, Nathaniel. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think it has broader cultural implications. That I agree are more subtle than other than other woke movies, but yeah, no. But but, but you see what I'm saying, I, though, right? I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think the, I think the the implication of um, also the metamorphosis of Batman probably means, hey, look, this this needs to take on in a completely different shape. We need to do do more than just salvage our institutions. We need to make something new and something far different than what existed before. I don't think there's anything in the movie that said anything like that. The, the big point of the film is there are people in positions of power who are immensely corrupt. And that is true in many facets. And I think something yeah, that also that's that. very important is that it's not always just the people who you think are good also. Every, that includes everybody, right? And the, the big incorporation of that was with Thomas Wayne, right? Thomas Wayne is like, you know, one of the good guys, right? One of the Hollywood elites who look good, right? Who, right. But no, they they've got dirt too. Everyone has dirt, right? But but I, like I said, I think Thomas Wayne is supposed to be reflective of our forefathers being white and evil. All while this, we teach this history that they're good. But if we peel back the curtain, you'll see that oh, these guys are just yeah. as bad as anybody else. And and, but, and but I think part in, of in that is cases, actually, but a part of that is actually true. I, and I agree with that. You know? I, and I agree with that to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the the important thing to look at history. Uh huh. Anytime you're looking at history, is right. you don't want to to whitewash it, right? And and just look at the good, or look at the or just look at the bad either. Right. You need to look at it through the lens of history and also what other nations have done, and 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 say we're going to try to extract the good that mm-hmm. they have done and look up to them for the good that they've contributed to society, right? Instead of having this view that. Us today, looking in hindsight, go, yeah, we're, and I know we talked about this before, but we are, we are so good. We are so moral. <laughs> Though everyone who came behind, but behind us was just the most uh, unintelligent, immoral, patriarchal brutes. Right. And now we are the, we are the salt of the earth. <laughs> I think that is a ridiculous, a ridiculous notion um, and something that needs to be fought against. Despite the fact right. that there are flaws in in our nation's history and in our our forefathers as well and and i'm not saying ignore those like you know that i'm all about transparency (laughs) right you know that's what i like and Uh, and you know i agree with you i agree with you but but right with me here this is the riddler right the riddler is the one who's pushing that you know 
those ideas that Thomas Wayne is, is so bad and look at all the terrible things he's done and, and um, why did I just forget? The renewal program. Yeah. The renewal program, that's all a lie. It's all a lie because from the outset, Thomas and Wayne is a lie, right? Therefore, the entire renewal thing is a lie. And Batman learns that that is not the case, right? Like, he thinks he's kind of in it with, like, oh, yeah, these people are all corrupt. We need to fight the corruption. But he learns that, no, my father's part of it. And so he doesn't have to right the wrongs of his father. He, he, he learns, just like everyone ought to know, that it's, that it's the people in positions of power. It's not the systems themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what you're saying makes sense to me, that there's political parallels, and I can see how you're drawing them out. But I think if you take a step back and you look at it from the position of Batman, Batman is actually, he would agree with you in, in what you're saying about our current society, right? Okay. And the Riddler would be on the other side where the Riddler is saying, no, we need to tear these institutions down and put in place new ones yeah. that um, are, are are woke. Right. At some point, it does break down and it is just a movie. That That right? is true. Yeah. 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 Well, I think... We could be talking about this movie for another hour. Uh, didn't touch about the how much I hate the monologue. Didn't touch about how much I like that opening uh, segment where he breaks into the club and like there's a really cool scene there. Yeah. We didn't even touch on how he Batman like goes places as himself uh-huh. and interacts with people, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. I thought that was a nice twist that he's interacting with the Penguin at his club, and it's not like this big antagonistic scene. It's like no one knows quite what to make of batman mm-hmm. um yeah so there's, there's there's a lot of things that are are good and bad in this movie i don't think it's it's a terrible movie but like we started off with our spoiler free um review that's right about talking about or no our spoiler review excuse me about the hype that was for this movie and i i'm just coming back around that the i think it I'm not sure whether this movie will end up, whether this movie is going to be The Force Awakens or whether people will look back in this movie in five years, six years, and still uh-huh. think it's as good as I remember it. I wouldn't change a thing. It's perfect. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that, I think there's a middle ground to be had there where you, you can look at the, the flaws of the film and say, there's a lot of directions where I want to see Batman films go in the future with this. I really, really hope that it's the start of an entire franchise. I, I think that there could be some really, really cool films that come out of this, right? Um, the, the the things that they need to clean up, I think, are pretty well aware. It's too long. It's a little bit convoluted. There's some of the messaging that's questionable, right? Um, there's some things there that are obvious enough to everyone that I think the filmmakers of this film are going to learn from and can take it into the next film and make it a, a really, really better than this film movie. Yeah, I think, as I mentioned before, is I think some of the issues that it had is because they didn't establish anything and they dove right into it, that that yeah. set them on the right track. Mm-hmm. With the next movie, they're going to have some established material to just go into their next story yeah. and not have to, you know, some of the baggage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. All right. Well, that kind of concludes our conversation of the Batman. Um, you know, I'll put up a poll about, have you seen it? What do you think about it? Tell us, do you think it's woke or not? Yeah. Um, do you, you think the Riddler knows who, who knows who Batman is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, so, thanks for hanging through this conversation. Um, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, I'm Nathaniel. And this is Seth. And, and this has been... The Fad Dads. Fad Dads.